0: Hi everybody, and welcome to the Orchard Podcast, where we have conversations about making a positive and sustainable impact for Christ. In some of the places of greatest need in our world, my name is Brian, and I'm the Executive Pastor of Orchard Africa, and I'm joined here with Mike and Michelle Tessendorf, the co-founders of Orchard Africa, hi.
1: Hi everyone.
2: Hi, hello everybody.
0: Well, we are sitting at the table here, uh, getting ready to uh, dive into a conversation we've been having over the course of a year. I've been walking through Ephesians, uh, looking at what Paul says about um, life and ministry, and we sit around the table today with a whole lot going on in our world. Uh, So much uncertainty in our world, and I know like us three at the table, you've seen the news, you've been on your uh, feed, whatever that feed is, and it's just a lot of fear, anxiety, uh, uh, uncertainty, and two wars plus uh, others around the world going on at the same time. And there's just a lot of... I know for me, when I wake up in the morning, I can feel the heaviness of that and makes you wonder, so what do you do with all the negativity? What do you do with the uncertainty? What's our role in all of that? And so... I bet you're feeling that if you're listening to uh, this podcast here in the month of October 2023, um, and it's yeah. a lot right now. It
1: is. You know, war is always a horrible, horrible thing. But um, these two wars seem particularly vicious and uh, disturbing. Uh, the amount of um, just absolute hatred.
2: mm, mm.
1: Uh, that is being seen, it's disturbing for all of us.
2: Uh, Mm.
1: So in the midst of all of this um, horrible, vicious uh, climate that we're in, and and you're right, you open the news feed and Mm -hmm. that's what you're being fed all Mm -hmm. the time, um, what do we do? And I know that people... uh, are talking about it and are anxious and uh, wonder about Christian uh, biblical prophecy and are interpreting all kinds of things into it. And um, Even amongst Christians sometimes there's arguments about what does this actually mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yes, it, it, it's trying times for sure. But I do think that this passage in Ephesians that we just happen to be looking at today can help us through that anxiety and help us through the uh the fear of tomorrow
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so mike how about you read it for us and let's set that as our path for today sure
2: it's ephesians uh, chapter 3 verses 17 through 19 and it says and i pray that you being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God.
1: Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful part mm-hmm. of Scripture. And um, let's let's pull that apart and uh, let's start with that uh, opening phrase that you're being rooted. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does it mean to be rooted?
2: Well, I think just talking about the way things are in our world, um, everything just seems so uncertain, mm. so unstable. I think people feel generally unsettled, mm. like the foundations and the roots mm. are not holding firm anymore. So... To me, this is very, very relevant for yes. where we are right now. Outside of the wars, just the way things are in our society. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Raging inflation, mm-hmm. high interest rates, uh, yeah. all of that. Um, how do we be rooted in this kind of climate? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be rooted?
0: Mm-hmm. When I think of the word rooted, I think of connected, anchored. Where, where's your stability? As you said, Mike, and I, I found this African proverb that sheds a lot of light, uh, and I think gives us a picture in our mind of what Paul's saying here too. He says, uh, the the proverb says, "When the roots are deep, there's no reason to fear the wind.
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: When the roots are deep, there's no reason to fear the wind. Smart African people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Well, it tells us the most important part of the tree are its roots. It's where it is anchored. It's where it's fed. It's mm. what allows it to endure. If we talked about these winds and uncertainty and storms mm. that are coming through, and uh, it's the roots that allow it to weather the storms. Mm. And yes. Weather yeah. the winds mm. and. When your roots are shallow, uh, your story shorter. You know, the, uh, the tree is not going to withstand the, mm. the mm. blowing yeah. winds. And, you know, Jesus said this similar kind of thing with a different analogy that, you know, when you build your house on a rock, it mm-hmm. will withstand the winds. If you build it on sand, it's going to have a short life. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing, our roots need to go deep
1: yeah i'm thinking about your african proverb and th- this idea of roots going deep and it makes me think about an african acacia tree and you know it's that iconic tree of africa where you see this umbrella like uh, stretching mm. of of the canopy and those trees roots go very deep um they go through this dusty African soil and they they get established and they go very, very deep. Um, so that when the winds in Africa blow, those trees stand. Um, and I'm thinking in particular of the beautiful acacia tree that we started our feeding project mm. under. When we moved from the garbage dump, we moved into the village and... Uh, A little saying that we have is that it it all started under a tree Mm. because that's what we did. We went and established the feeding project under that acacia tree. Mm. And the church. And the church under the tree. On Sundays, Mm. Mike would be standing under the tree with Pastor Victor and preaching out Mm. in the open. Um, And that acacia tree was fairly young, but it was tall enough for us to get some shade at the time. But that tree still stands. Three decades later, that tree is still there, and it's right there next to the brick building that we eventually built for the church. <laughs> um, mm. And I love looking at photographs of that because there's the tree we started with, and uh, three decades later, it's still rooted. It's still grounded. It's still giving shade uh, next to the beautiful church that we established as well. So, mm. um, And we've seen three decades of storms come and go. We've seen three decades of drought come and go. Uh, And that tree still stands because it's rooted uh, deeply. Mm. So I love that. It's a special tree. It is. It's a
0: symbolic tree for us. And I was just there uh, this past summer. and You can get a lot more people under that tree than I bet you
2: you could. Uh, when it first began. Yeah, Yeah, back in the day they were shade for the speaker, the preacher. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can have a meeting under the tree. And we do.
1: We sometimes gather our pastors and we all sit under that tree. It's wonderful. Mm. But then in contrast, I think about trees in Arizona, and I'm going to leave it up to you because I don't want to be seen criticizing anything that's in Arizona. (laughs) I love Arizona. Yes,
0: so (laughs) there's a tree in Arizona that you have – almost any kind of wind at night and the tree has fallen over that the palo verde tree Mm. for whatever reason uh the the roots don't go that deep Mm. and so you you have a storm or a monsoon come through and you're guaranteed in your neighborhood those Mm. beautiful smooth green Mm -hmm. uh, trunked trees are um, are tipped over and Mm. Its root system can't handle the wind, and it doesn't go Doesn't The roots are very
1: high, uh, uh, sort of uh, above ground, very close to the ground. Mm. Yeah, I think that. But then, you know, the scripture goes on about uh, being rooted and then established. What does that mean, to be rooted and established? We're now moving on from rooted to the word established. What comes to mind when you think of that?
2: To me, established, you know, just about everything that grows has roots. But not everything there's, that has roots is established. Mm-hmm. And I think the example of the two trees that we just spoken about mm-hmm. is, is, an, is, is a great picture of that. Um, and so for me, established means that those roots actually mean something, that those roots are actually s- sunk. Um, One one translation in the New Living Translation says that your roots will go down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And so it's not roots that are just sort of surface level. These are roots that are going deep, but deep into something which is actually significant. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to move on from the established part, but it's established in God's love. Right. And I think that mm. makes the difference. Mm. Mm. Yes, what and the roots are actually rooted and established in.
1: Absolutely, I do think that we're going to move on to what is, what we should be established mm-hmm. in. But any thoughts that you might have, Brian, about the word established?
0: The first thing that comes to me is you know the cornerstone of a building, and it has that little print into the concrete that says established, <laughs> and then on a certain date. Oh uh, right, mm-hmm. that it, it's the. Starting moments. It's the place of beginning. It's your founding day moment and for me when I think of this context, I think of Going back to those foundational founding principles yes. or how you start really matters mm-hmm. yeah, Whether you're good. starting a new ministry or initiative or taking a new step of faith in your life How you start how you establish how you begin determines where you go mm. it's very good yes and even if you've been on that track for 30 years and sometimes you have to go back to where you started and mm. go back to your founding principles or yours what established you and what started you and and so it's this kind of deep sense of values mm. that you need to hold on to uh, in life or in, yeah. in ministry that's yeah. what comes to my mind it
1: makes me think of that saying that if you lose your why you lose your way and so the why, why you were established, how did you establish, is important. Mm-hmm. or We mm-hmm. can lose our way. Um, for me, the word established, um, I read it in a different translation and it said rooted and grounded in love. And that got me thinking about our agriculture program. And I'm by no means an expert in agriculture. But I have picked up a few tidbits from Mm -hmm. those experts who come and train at our impact center. And what I've learned is that a plant does not have to be grounded in soil. That very healthy plants, uh, vegetables, uh, fruit can be grounded in some other kind of substrate. It could be uh, in water. Mm. So we have these aquaponic uh, agricultural centers, or um, it could be grounded in some kind of gel that has nutrients in it. Mm. Um, a, A plant can be rooted in anything, in good healthy soil or poor soil, and what it's grounded in is what determines the outcome of that plant and the fruit that it bears. And so that got me thinking that we're talking over here about being grounded in something that will hold us fast and give us stability, because that's what the plant needs. Uh, the thing that is grounded in is actually what's giving it mm. stability. It's what's holding it fast. And um, we, need something to hold us fast and to give us stability and Mm. we were talking about that in this world that we're living in right now it's so easy to become uh, a little bit being blown tossed Mm. you know back and forth Uh, but if we have something that holds us fast like like a parent holds a child when the Mm. child is afraid Mm. uh, then that is what will bring us the stability and will give us back our peace um, and so then moving on, Mike, to what you said, the part of, well, what is it that we established in? What is it that we grounded in? What is it that's holding us fast? And we're told that it's love. Yep. That we, as Christ followers, are rooted. And this is uh, uh, the uh, this beautiful prayer that is being prayed over us, that we are rooted and grounded or established in in love mm. so what does that love look like who wants yeah. to take it
2: well the easy way is the scripture says it's wide and long and high <laughs> and deep i
1: love that i love that it's wide and yeah what's it, it, it it's wide and long and high and deep mm. it's like every direction mm.
2: well to go back to the analogy of the substrate and the different kinds of sub that you spoke about um this may be not such, so much a definition of what does love look like, but there are lots of different things that we as people can be grounded in or established in. Mm. Um, and I like to, just little catchphrase that the roots determine the fruits. Mm. And so <laughs> the thing that we are grounded in and the thing we take time to be established in will determine the outward. Mm-hmm. Uh, display of our life what we demonstrate and I want to believe that when 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 scripture talks about that Christians will be known by their fruit or Jesus said that all men will know that we are Christians by our love then as God's people we are going to make a determined effort to be grounded in love and not all the other things that we could be grounded in yeah and um, you know, it it, it could be f- popularity. It could be theology. It could be doctrine. It could be mm-hmm. uh, a particular movement of people, uh, charity, good works, anything. And all of the, the, all of those are good, and they need to form part of the foundation of our lives. Mm. But the thing that's going to determine the fruit that actually is going to show the world. Jesus is and how much he loves the world is when we are rooted in love right. and I got to come back to uh, you know the, the if a faith will fail hope yeah, will fail yes, yes and maybe that is happening right now there are many people who's really struggling with faith and many people who are really losing hope but love we'll never, never fail. fails
1: yeah I like that mm.
0: that was the verse that was coming to my mind as you were talking Mike that uh, the fruitfulness of a life in the spirit, the first thing that's mentioned is is love. Yes. And then the last thing in that verse is that that love never fails. And when we think about that analogy of the tree, uh, all those other things we can be rooted in from a spiritual standpoint and a life standpoint, those don't allow our roots to go very deep. Mm. They don't... Uh, Anchor us in a way that will protect us from storms or winds or uncertainty or the inevitability of pain in life. But the uniqueness about a life in love is that it allows those roots to go deep. Mm. It's It's a soil that we can live within. It's a substrate that we can live within that allows like that acacia tree for those roots to go deep and endure. And one of the things that we say in ministry here at Orchard is that one of the keys to sustain, sustainability in ministry is simplicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a practical standpoint, um, the simpler we are, the, the longer things will endure. And another key to sustainability when it comes to maybe the heart is, is this idea of rootedness. And when we're rooted in love, the roots go deep, and there's a strength to what we do in ministry that sustains. Mm. And back to that picture of the tree in Top Village um, mm. and that feeding program, 33 years later, is still sharing the love of Christ in a tangible way to kids. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. it allows the roots to go deep in our lives mm. and ministry to sustain long term. Yeah. Endure. Okay.
1: Love is is a beautiful soil. It's a rich soil that uh, allows the roots to go deep. Um, I was just thinking about what you said, Mike, about all the things that we can be rooted in and uh, the things that uh, we look to for grounding. And at this time, I think when we overly read the news, Mm. We start getting grounded in what the journalists are writing, and it's serious stuff, but it's also alarmist stuff Mm. sometimes. Mm. Um, You can read in two different newspapers that interest rates are going to go soaring, and house prices are going to drop, and everybody's going to lose all their money, Mm -hmm. or you in the next five <laughs> minutes you can read about somebody who goes oh no no house prices are staying solid and uh, eventually the interest rates are going to come down and there are ways in which you can actually make money while the interest rates are high and so it depends on what you're reading and i would like to truly encourage people to not spend all day reading the news but find something that is Everlasting. Mm. Read the scriptures. Read good Christian books. Read and establish yourself in a different way of thinking. Mm. Um, This idea of being grounded in something, be grounded in the love of God. And the, the, the way to do that is look to Jesus. Look to his ministry. Read the Gospels. and You can't help but see the love of God in action. Um, and be grounded in that, because it it quietens our heart. I'm the kind of person that wakes up very early in the morning, and it's still dark outside, and uh, our entire neighborhood mostly sleeping. I look out the window, and I just see darkness. Uh, Some mornings there's a light on somewhere else, but in that quiet, quiet time, my heart is at peace when I am... Uh, praying, when I'm reading scripture, when I'm establishing and rooting myself in the power of the Holy Spirit in that moment of being quiet um, and not reaching for my phone to read the news first thing in the morning, Mm -hmm. but rather to establish my day and my heart and my mind on the things of God. Um, Mm. Because you know, love is not a bubbly, squishy feeling.
2: Mm.
1: We all know that. Mm. It's, it's not that. Love, in my mind, is a becoming. It's a way of being that we're becoming. Um, none of us are perfected in love yet. But we're becoming. We're becoming like Christ. We're becoming um, more and more like God. And love is our guideline it's what we measure all our thoughts and actions against and when i'm anxious well now my thoughts and actions are being measured against something else because if they're being measured against god's love for me then anxiety doesn't have space Um, love is that that those, those boundaries, the guideline, the what, what's that thing called? A plumb line that mm. we measure ourselves against. Mm. And anything outside of love means that we need to bring ourselves back. We need to pull ourselves back into this being rooted and established and grounded in love.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it is a discipline. Mm. And I do think as God's people, sometimes we let our discipline go by the wayside and we allow everything else like the news or our neighbors or the economy or whatever the the wars and the rumors of wars to become what we get rooted and grounded in Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's a discipline to be rooted in god's love it's a discipline to stay established in god's love and I mean this, this verse is clearly talking to God's holy people mm-hmm. and I think as God's holy people we need to take some responsibility for not being like everybody mm-hmm. but being a disciplined Christ follower that says I can go down downstream the way everybody else is going or I can put down a route and get established and stop mm. and change the way my life looks and my emotions are and my thoughts are because there's something that can root me and ground me that stops me from just being swept away.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: The word that comes to my mind when you talk about discipline is this intentionality, that you have to start your day with an intention to be rooted in love mm-hmm. and in our world where right now there's a lot of negativity, there's a lot of polarization. There's, you know, just fill in the blank. You, you yeah. know, those kinds of terms. Jesus in Luke four, he said his mission statement. And the first thing he said was that the spirit of the Lord anointed him to preach what? Good news. Good news. Yeah. yeah. And frankly, we need, we need some good news personally in our lives, spiritually. Uh, to remind us that this life is not the end and that there's a future reality of God perfecting all things and that they, uh, in the midst of our pain that God redeems these things. And uh, in the midst of brokenness, God is the healer. And we need to be reminded of good news when we can't find it anywhere. When, you know, It's really, mm-hmm. really hard to find good news. I, I have a couple feeds that I subscribe to that uh, the, their intention is to be, I think one of them says, factual as humanly possible there you know it's not perfect but they're trying to just be facts and i'm scrolling through trying to find any kind of good news in that and (laughs) there's there there wasn't but also intentional in being purveyors of good news i think Mm. if anyone's going to share the good news of the love of god uh, we should be doing that Mm. i that's that's what we're established as the church, as Christians, to right. be about. And So how do we share good news, be good news, and share uh, the love of Christ with right. others? Right,
1: be, be positive. And we're not talking about the kind of positivity that bounces around yeah. and is happy all the time. But there is this, this good news that we mm-hmm. can be positive about. Mm-hmm. But then I move on, and it says to know this love that's, that surpasses knowledge. That's a strange word, phrase, to know something that surpasses knowledge. Mm. Mm. So how do we know something that is not knowable?
0: Mike? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ask me
1: us. anything. <laughs> <laughs> how do we know what's not knowable, <laughs> Mike? <laughs> um,
2: yeah, this is, it's almost a contradictory statement, to know something that cannot be known. Um, And yet it talks about that along with all God's holy people we may have the power to know this love that cannot be known. And so there's an element of mystery in there where God provides a power, an ability, um, a way of knowing something that cannot be known
1: and that is a power
2: superpower yeah and it says that this power is available to all of god's people which makes it very unique Hmm. but also which makes it an incredible blessing that regardless of where we are in life our economic status our social status our family status our emotional wherever we are in life there's a power that is available to all of god's people to know this love that Mm. passes knowledge. And I I don't know if we can fully understand or fully explain that, but I I do think that what Paul is is saying here or or what God is wanting us to understand here is that because God's love or Christ's love for us is so wide and so high and so deep and so long, it's impossible to actually ever know it. Mm. But as much as we can know, There'll always be more to know,
0: mm.
2: and so we can truly know God's love, even though we can't fully know God's love. Is is my understanding? Mm. Because it, it passes knowledge. I mean, it, you know, if the kids' song. It's so high, you can't. You know, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> it just oh yes! Keeps on. Let, let's put
1: that in everybody's <laughs> head for the rest of the day.
2: <laughs> but here's the thing: Th- this power. Uh, there's a power that God gives us to grasp His love, which is unknowable. Mm. I want to believe that that same power is available to all of us as believers and to all of God's holy people to know other things which might be unknowable Mm. in our daily lives, in our work, in our ministry, in our families, in our relationships. All of us like want to just smack ourselves on the head. I don't know the answer to this. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to solve this problem. I don't know what the next step is to take. Um, I don't understand. And of course we don't, because our human knowledge is limited. But there's 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 there's, there's verses of scripture that talks about God enlightening the eyes of our understanding. Mm. That God uh, giving us His Spirit to be able to discern spiritual things, um, that God reveals things to us, His Spirit, which man cannot know but God knows. And that we can know the things of God because He reveals them to us by His Spirit. And to me, that's what it means to know what cannot be known. where Nobody has the answer, where my natural mind doesn't have the answer. God can guide me to make a decision or to take a step or to solve a problem which goes beyond a natural ability and i i I'm, i i'm hesitant to say which is supernatural because that conjures up all kinds of stuff mm. but it's just something that goes beyond what my human mm. mind intellect knowledge can do because god is greater than that
1: so, so I think what I'm hearing you say is that if we're rooted and grounded in love and we know that God is love, we are rooted and grounded in God. And when our roots are tapping into God, we're tapping into the unknowable. Mm. Yeah. He, we have that connection, that power that transforms us and that helps us to know the knowable by being rooted and grounded in God, in love. And then um, that's
0: the great, Unifier, yes. That whether you're uh, young or old, or rich or poor, or black or white or brown Mm. or whatever color, uh, that we have that capacity. Yeah, to know all of God's people and to be rooted in that love and that transformational love, that power. Mm. Is available to... To all. To all.
1: And it it makes me think of uh, two particular scriptures. When I was reading through this, uh, that word power, we have power together with all the Lord's holy people. When we think of the powerful of this world, we don't always think of the poor or the vulnerable. But God's power is made available to all God's people. Mm. And... I think of that scripture that said then jesus said to his host when you give a luncheon or a dinner do not invite your friends your brothers or sisters your relatives or your rich neighbors if you do they may invite you back and so you will be repaid Mm. and a little bit of my understanding of roman culture back in the day was that's how the romans had banquets is i will invite the rich and the powerful to my banquet And then I'll invite my friends so that they could get to know these Mm -hmm. rich and powerful and rub shoulders. And then my friends would do the same and invite Mm -hmm. me back so that I can rub shoulders with the rich and powerful. And it it sounds a lot like modern day networking. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. the whole point of having a banquet is so that we can rub shoulders with the Mm -hmm. rich and powerful who can help us get ahead. And Jesus is saying, don't do that invite the lame and the cripple and the blind. Mm. There's an equalizing thing in the kingdom of God. There's an equalizing power in God's love where everybody is invited. Everybody partakes in this, not just the rich and the powerful. And we see that in the book of James as well where we told a church that if somebody comes in with gold rings and fine clothing... Don't put them in the front of the church and make the poor guy who's got rags on sit at his feet. That's not the way that the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God is not at all interested in uh, power plays. It's about being rooted and grounded in God's love. And it's available to all of the Lord's Mm. holy people. All of them, as you said, Mike, doesn't matter, or was it you, Brian, it doesn't matter what we look like or our status in life. Mm. The love of God is available to all of God's people. Mm. And we see that in our ministry every day where uh, we rub shoulders with those who are certainly not in this world, the rich and the powerful. But boy, are they rooted and grounded in love it's wonderful to see
0: makes me think of a conversation i had yesterday with somebody who asked me out for coffee he wanted to share an experience that he had on a mission trip that he had with us uh, this past summer and he said uh told me a little bit about his story and how uh, uh, he leads a team he's in a on a in a successful business and um uh he didn't say this but uh, because of that uh, he has influence and power and Mm -hmm. capacity so uh, he ends up in um, the western cape and is serving in Kailicha with Orchard and throughout the week he said Mm -hmm. God did this transformational work in him and it happened through uh, a handful of community children Mm -hmm. he said that whenever the bus would pull up to the church that they were partnering with and open the door and the kids would come in and pull him out and the love that he experienced unconditionally overwhelming love through the children children who are very vulnerable who have
1: Mm.
0: no means Um,
1: some of the poorest uh, of the poor
0: their love and joy and attention to him Uh, there's this great exchange that happens when we serve, that when we we give love, Mm -hmm. we get it love. But he was saying how it changed the way he sees the world. It changed the way that uh, he looks at his life. He's come back and now wanting to find a way to build a, speaking of networks, that gives away, Mm -hmm. that cares and loves and makes an impact in places like uh, the township of Kailicha, and just for a child who, from a worldly standpoint, an earthly standpoint, has very little, mm. has the transformational, life-changing power of God and love in them. That can change, change a life like this person I was talking to. Yeah, and so, just like you story. said, yeah. Michelle, it's available to
1: all. all I love that it's a beautiful beautiful story it makes me think of this little phrase I wrote down that when we love we are filled with God and when we are filled with God we love and that's what mm-hmm. those children are doing
2: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I wonder if we can close and uh, I'd like to pray mm. uh, we don't always close in prayer but today I feel like that's what we need to do so yeah. let's pray together Lord, we pray that your church be rooted and grounded in love, this love that is wide and long and high and deep at this time in our history that is so complex and so upside down. Lord, may we be filled with the fullness of you, our God, Mm -hmm. not with the fullness of other things, but of you, Lord, and in the end, That means that we are filled with love.
2: Mm.
1: In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for listening and being a part of this conversation. And I know I speak for Mike and Michelle that one of the greatest joys of our life and ministry is this community we call Orchard. And we're grateful for you being a part of that. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Send us an email. Uh, Maybe something triggered a thought or an idea or a story for you. And you can reach us at podcast at orchardafrica.org. And we'd love to have you be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening in today and look forward to our next conversation. Bye-bye. Bye.